and welcome to the Pinkin.com Norwich City podcast number 347. <clears throat> Leave the marching on to Norwich. Uh, on the way, leading the way, Derby Day and Heiser's Stay. My name is Michael Bailey and joining us here this beautiful sunny Monday afternoon at Archon Towers we have, uh, oh, I can't remember what your title is again, Pete. Pete Raven. Norwich City season ticket holder. There you go. <laughs> oh. It's a long way from sports desk, Pete. Um, he's here. Uh, Chief Norwich City correspondent Paddy Davitt is here. Hello there, Pat. Michael, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. You well? Yeah, better than you boys. You all seem to be down with a lurgy. I'm so far immune, so I'm just going to basically talk to the wall over there. <laughs> Yeah, so far immune. We did all spend a car, a long, lot of time in the car uh, over Saturday, of course. Speaking of which, sorry, Dave, about your cold. It's Dave Freezer. <laughs> oh, thanks, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I'm in a, oh. consider, considering Norwich have uh, given us such a good weekend. I'm in a right bad mood today. Fantastic. <laughs> well, this is going to be a cracking podcast. This, bring it on, Dave. Bring it on now. Uh, before we get stuck into the proper stuff, remember you can get in touch with us all here to share your thoughts, set our agenda. Just send an email to thepinken at archant.co.uk or get in touch via all the usual social media channels, be it our own ones or, of course, Pinken. Uh, and make sure you don't miss a single podcast throughout the season by subscribing. And you can find all the details at pinken.com slash podcast. Now, we uh, will bring you straight in with quiz time. I wasn't here last week, but um, I'm Dave from co-managed the quiz brilliantly and don't know what the question was but I'm sure it was aces um, of course we have got as Paddy discovered on a in, in a pile somewhere around the office football school the amazing quiz book all about the World Cup uh, that was laying around uh, Pete you're in possession this week and normally I'd say pick a number between 1 and 15 and 1 and 20 but I think you'd already decided you'd found one you wanted to ask research well, I just picked a number I just did it beforehand yeah, all right, all right. right am I reading out now would you like to yeah go on then Right, England beat West Germany 4-2 in the 1966 World Cup final. Correct. Played on home soil at Wembley Stadium. This is long Correct. <laughs> what did England substitute Ian Callaghan keep in his pocket during the game? Was it A, a German sausage that he stroked for good luck? Obviously. <laughs> B, the hairbrush of Captain Bobby Moore? C, Coach Alf Ramsey's pre-match team talk? Or D, the false teeth of teammate Nobby Styles? Wow. E. Wow. A big sock so that he could do a wrestling celebration. <laughs> wow, what a question that is. Remember it, Pete. We obviously don't go through the answers, or we don't give you the answer now, because we saved that, for <coughs> the Pink and Norwich City podcast Extra Time, which you'll be able to watch exclusively on the Pink and app. If you haven't downloaded it already, where have you been? But also just search Pink and, two separate words, in either Google Play or the App Store. Paddy, you got a feeling on which that is? Sorry, mate, I wasn't listening. So. Amazing. <laughs> sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll put you on the spot. Quizzes, Paddy David. I've written me notes. Sorry, boys, I've written me notes. Preparation, that's my fault. Pete first, that's what I was blanking on. What was Pete, what do you think? You've, you've read it out? Yeah. Well, I've, I've also looked at the answer, so don't ask me. Oh, God, you okay. to say what I think the answer is? Yeah. Oh, sorry, was that where we were going? Oh, yeah. uh, Alf Ramsey's notes. Must be, mustn't it? We will, we will see. Hold, the, hold all those thoughts. Sadly, that was too funny for us to uh, now cut out, Pad. But never mind. Um, uh, let's do it. So that was the week that was, and of course, it was dominated by the game at Leeds. Norwich beating the side who were top of the division at the start of the day to replace them by the end of the week. And, and for me, 
performance of the season. I mean, where, where do we even start to sum this all up, Pat? It was just a wonderful evening and day for the football club. It was indeed, mate. Yeah, no. Where do you rank it? I mean, I've written, for me, it's the best game in a far career for all reasons that went into it, you know. Um, on the pitch, what it meant in terms of the promotion setup, what it meant off the pitch in terms of the spy gate and all that furore around it. I mean, you know, the fact that Norwich and their team coach had to come into a different part of Ellen Road sort of underlines what backdrop there was to that game. And uh, and then Full House, and they made some racket, but honestly, that was, that was an unbelievable performance and worth mentioning with far fewer possession than Leeds enjoyed. So... This isn't a one-trick pony Farker's got here. This is a, a group of players who can go anywhere at any point in this league, seemingly, and get a result. And to do it as they did, didn't didn't look out. Yeah, there was a couple of deflections around the goals, but you know, by all by by any measure, any even your most ardent Leeds fan would have to admit Norwich were more than full value. So where does it rank? Top of the shop for me. There were far more Leeds errors um, that had an impact on the goals than for good luck, most definitely. And we won't bother touching on the uh, family enclosure Leeds fans shouting grass as Norwich City arrived at, at Ellen Road at all. I um, mean, I've written here, Dave, who stole the show? It's very difficult. I'm sure Paddy found it with his ratings as well. And I, I, I scored them all. And it's so hard to you know, pick, pick people out because actually the, the strength was really that everyone everyone was on their A game and as Tim Krull said after the game actually they'd been on their A game in training as well and clearly when Norwich had the big test the big occasion they rose to it and you have to say that's been a theme of this season whenever they've had an obstacle they have risen to it yeah, I wouldn't put anyone below a seven in the team. Probably an average of eight across the board, maybe even a few nines. Um, Brancic is obviously the one that sort of stands out because of two goals and a kind of an, an assist. He certainly <laughs> created the goal sort of inadvertently. But um, I yeah, really did you give it as an assist in your stats? I think I will. Yeah, because the goal wouldn't have happened without him taking that shot. Oh, would I, it? Did, so I did. I did. Just right. about. Maybe we're slightly generous. No. But um, I really enjoyed Tom Tribal's performance. Um, I, you know, when he came back into things, he looked a bit slow, looked out of his rhythm, but. He was brave all over the place and he, he, he was the same against Sheffield United for, for much of that game as well. That He really chucked himself about but still he's got that reliable passing as well, can't he? He can quickly find Vrancic or Steeperman and there, were some, there really were some good performances in there and I, I know we won't start looking ahead to Ipswich just yet but if they play like that against Ipswich there is absolutely no chance they won't win because Ipswich are nowhere near as good as Leeds and that was just such a complete performance there was loads of positives all over the place but Zimmerman as well you know he really looked like a leader and a captain as I've mentioned in the six things in in the in the paper and online today he's sort of growing into that leadership role Um, Aarons and Lewis did various good things Steeperman you know as unusual as always he, he, he's just the most unconventional footballer ever isn't he and sort of some uh, almost messy like touches and turns messy, in amongst with a y, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he's so strong and wins the ball high at the pitch it was just so enjoyable to watch it was and I have to say it was very enjoyable watching it all again last night because I had it recorded and it did remind you bang on it reminded me of the Cardiff game in the cup when all of a sudden Marco Stiefman was playing as a number 10 and he broke play up all evening and I just thought you know what he gives Norwich something there boy has he given them something there AP yeah I mean in terms of breaking up play he's brilliant at that it's 
when he goes on his runs and it's like release the ball now release it and he's like when he's got too much time to think about it it's like and then oh, he's going to lose it now but um, no pick a hole why don't you I will <laughs> but no I believe the hype I paid my £7.99 for a 24 hour pass on a certain TV channel that allows you to watch Sky Sports and so you I, had us for your second screen obviously at the same time well yeah of course um, but no yeah really enjoyable it's I mean the the Birmingham City home game was a fairly complete performance but in terms of going away and I mean I think I aged about 10 years <laughs> in the first half which isn't good at my age anyway but you just thought our oh, Leeds are going to score now but I guess what Tim called a couple of saves to make was it straight after really? we scored? Yeah, that was from Ruth. That was very yeah, important. Yeah, the rest was just tribals. Like, and Godfrey and Zimmerman just know you're not getting past. It's yeah, formidable. I'm, I'm sure we'll get stuck into some of the other incidents While as we're on well. Seedman, can I just yeah, po- can I just point out a brilliant comment we got on Facebook? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the, it, it was this chap's original post or if he's seen it somewhere else or whatever but his name was Robin Stewart on Facebook but I went on I put a status on Facebook saying describe Marco Stephenman in one word and got some great replies uh, Wunderbar baller colossus incredible blah 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 but this guy not one word but he had a little ditty for you um, which 90s music fans will enjoy which I won't sing but rhythm oh. rhythm is a dancer Stephenman's the answer you can play him anywhere. <laughs> he can be defensive, midfield or offensive, on the ball or in the air. Oh. I love that. <laughs> we'll get that in the chanting in the, uh, in the old Barclay on Sunday. If you can manage to get that chanting, then fair play, because it's quite complicated. <laughs> a lot of words. It's a lot of words, it's true. Uh, I mean, it was interesting watching the game second time around, Pab, because you, obviously when you know the result, <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to watch. And you can... You can I've sensed actually the control in terms of those involved in the game compared to when you're watching it and those uh, around it. But once again, I've just found myself drawn to this back four that is is so young and a performance like that. I mean, a lot of the Leeds fans and pundits and probably Marcelo himself, Bielsa, we did we didn't play our usual game. We didn't do this, but they weren't allowed to by what Norwich did. And those two fullbacks are something else really aren't they the way they're playing with such maturity and Ben Godfrey as well who's played what 12 more games at centre back than me it's just absolutely nuts best game I've seen Ben Godfrey play for Norwich looks doesn't look like a lad who's I need to make a statement here every time he goes out and you sense the nervousness particularly when he's on in possession up to this point I thought Saturday Stormer just uh, gets out of the way you know type of uh, performance I belong here I'm going to prove how good I am and yeah, maybe Daniel wasn't quite the, uh, as far-fetched to say he could be a world-class centre-back because, um, as I say, you know, what are we? Ten, you said there, 12 games into his senior career, but maybe starts, but um, at centre-back and, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's making phenomenal strides. So, and I mean, the other two, we know what they're all about. So that, that isn't uh, that big a surprise that because we've seen it, they went to West Brom and then they handled that... Um, any other test has been put in front of them they've managed to clear it but I just thought Godfrey um, if we're picking out individuals was yeah you can you can, if you're Grant Hanley you're slightly concerned I think because uh, I don't think he's getting back anytime soon well, Tim Closer might have a way at this That's, I mean the biggest compliment for that display is we've got some big names now coming back in Leitner, Tetti and Closer so, but do they go back in? Well, I mean, we haven't even mentioned Mario Vrancic yet, who who yeah. was man of the match. Well, maybe we did, and I missed it. But sorry, <laughs> sorry, boys. But um, here we go. Uh, we we don't need to talk much about um, Leeds United because they're very good at talking about themselves amongst themselves. But um, 
just where, where, where are they now, Dave? It's a curiosity, of course, because they're, they're one of the automatic promotion rivals. You know, uh, you look at the table now, and I'd say there's probably it's probably two from five to go up automatically, given that West Brom and Middlesbrough both have a game in hand, which just brings it those five teams could potentially be within four points of each other. Um, and Leeds are now lost five of their last seven league games, I think wow. it is, or four out of six, isn't it? Five and seven in all competitions. So... Um, and some of them seem a little bit worried and they are of course at Middlesbrough at the weekend yeah cracking result for Middlesbrough Um, they have got an FA Cup replay this week haven't they as well as West Brom and I think their uh, game in hand is against Bristol City who are now up to six they've snuck in ahead of Derby so I think yeah I'm not sure Middlesbrough are good enough for top two Um, they seem to be capable of sort of because they keep games so tight they keep falling the wrong side of things, don't they? But I suppose they're there or thereabouts. I mean, Leeds, yeah, they're, they're, you could feel the frustration around there, couldn't you? Yeah. And to be fair, they're probably the only team who have had worse injury problems than Norwich. You know, look at Bamford coming off the bench. They paid, was it, £10 million for him, and he's barely played. And when he has, he has scored goals. So they, I don't know, they, it feels like they're almost gravitating back towards the level that you'd expect when you look at the... Um, look at their names on paper because they're nothing you know you're Adam Forshaw Luke Ayling they're nothing that great before Bielsa turned up and one of the things that struck me on the touchline as well we had a, we were fortunate we had a really good position at the ground didn't we we were on the gantry and the guys who follow the Pink and App will have seen that in our videos but you could, you got a great view of what was happening with the managers in the technical area and we saw Daniel smash that water bottle against the wall didn't we in frustration with Hernandez but equally there was a moment I noticed with Bielsa when he was uh, his sort of first team coaches barking out the orders presumably in English and then he turned and was trying to talk to Bielsa and he eventually after sort of 10 seconds of trying to listen had to call his interpreter over and get him to explain what the guy was saying how can that be conducive for for running a football team smoothly in a you know fever pitch atmosphere like it was and you know once they were once they were three nil down that crowd really wasn't that impressed and they left there was quite a few <laughs> left before there. the goal yeah they so I don't know you could see they could easily be swallowed up by West Brom and Borough quite quickly Sheffield United still going along really well and if they do start to drop they will drop like a stone because all that history of Bielsa's teams falling apart that will sort of and Leeds history falling apart as well and Leeds so unless they sort of turn things around quickly they could quickly find themselves plummeting down the division I'd I'd forgotten that Izzy Brown is there as well hasn't he I don't think he's been fit pretty much for the entirety of the season so far and someone did mention to me uh, down pitch side after the game that um, they, they don't they feel they feel tired at the moment which, which, and because of the training they're putting in, so that that's a that's an interesting one, isn't it? Going forward, Pad. I mean, it is teed up fantastically well. I guess we'll then therefore look through it the through the yellow prism of well, what an opportunity this could well be going forward to over the next couple of couple of weeks or so. Yeah, with the caveat that the expectation will now change post Sunday in Ipswich because that's a game unique with with its own subplots. But thereafter, you know, Cruel, we sat down with him there the other week and. It, that was prior to Sheffield United and he said get through that game get through Leeds and Ipswich unbeaten and by inference he was basically saying the final 15 games or so game on I think Pete I've seen you put some infographic together which would suggest on balance that Norwich have a fairly favourable running but the problem is there where do they go after Ipswich they go to Alec Niels Preston probably a grotty night in deep uh, in Lancashire then they go to uh, stay up there and they go to Bolton now that 
those two games, everybody will expect Norwich to win. They'll be horrible games. Those two oppositions will try and make it as horrible as possible. Norwich will not have it all their own way. Can they find a way? They can do it emphatically uh, against the top sides, but doing it against the top sides isn't going to get them over the line in the top two. They'll need to maintain this and find, almost reinvent themselves again, which they've shown they can do, but it's a different mentality completely when you're expected to win as opposed to there was no pressure on Norwich going to Leeds let's be brutally honest maybe inside the group there was Daniel spoke after the game said from the Tuesday onwards it was everything about winning 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 not not going there and playing well or going there and getting a draw winning which is fine because there's no expectation really on them to do that there certainly will be post Ipswich and that for me is the probably the ultimate factor whether they go up in the top two or whether in the playoffs Okay, then it's everyone's favourite time of the uh, pod, I'm sure. It's our gongs of the week. Let's start off with our big Duncan Forbes hero of the week. Pete, who gets your vote? It has to be Mario. <coughs> yes, because we haven't talked about him yet. <laughs> I mean, coming in and then performing like he did, it's it wasn't. It's not just his goals, it's just the way that he managed to calm things down in that midfield. It's like, you know, it's a bit more at the home games when he's on the ball and he has that sort of lackadaisical approach and everyone sort of a bit oh he's going to lose the ball but he, he always seems to find that pass um, he's not the quickest but I think yeah you wanted someone like him in the middle for that game just to try and calm things down a bit especially that first sort of 45 and it, it seems a bit frenetic he just had him there just calm things down and two goals and a mate of mine who wanted to see the back of him last season said if he scores 10 to this season I'll get a shirt of his name on the back so free to go well he's got 5 in his 10 games in his last 10 games he's got 5 goals which is is, you know not bad really I'd say it's probably getting that's a goal every other game that's Teemu Puki rate of scoring Um, any other nominations or should we all give it to Mario yeah, I think I'd stick with Mario as much for the moment ahead of the first goal. That slamming tackle that got the ball back and mm. then Hernandez got fouled. And then obviously the free kick was a little bit fortunate because it got a, a kind deflection, didn't Don't it? Don't think it was going in anyway? I think the keeper probably would have got it because it looked like it was low. But it's almost impossible to tell, isn't it? But certainly when you watch it in slow motion, the guy almost flicks it up, doesn't he? Because he's trying to get out of the way. But um, It made a good point, actually, that Forshaw should have just come in with his head up because he'd have yeah. probably headed it away. <laughs> yeah, and you could say the same for the third one as well. Douglas, who was awful when he came on. Well, what, um, why is it such a great left-back suddenly turned into a hatchet man? I mean, I know well, he came on and just followed Emmy Buendia around when Emmy or Norwich had the ball um, Chop, but he was such yeah. a good player and all he did was just kept taking everyone out I think he's been injured for a while hasn't he so, but he was really good for Wills last year but anyway um, Mario you know PFA Championship Fans Player of the Month nomination that's come out today you can vote at pinkin.com for him he's also top of the Sky Sports Power Rankings by quite a way uh, Pookie I think is 8th or ninth in that that's based on the last five games but on various stats that they sort of got their own formula for, haven't they? First time Mario's ever been top of that. He was in the whoscore.com team of the month and was again team of the weekend. He's on fire. He's he's beaten Bowser. He's on Star Road. He's he's on his way to winning Super Mario World. Oh, Dave. How long have you had that in the locker for? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, keep it tucked away, don't you? Oh, God. We're going to line up some graphics for the front of the paper, are we? Yes. <laughs> Tony will enjoy that some one. Some people won't have a clue what that means. Maybe one of them might. You never played the snares pad? No, mate, <laughs> Always time, Paddy. Don't worry, they're bringing it back out. Uh, got a quick uh, hero nomination, Pat? Well, I wouldn't add anything to that. So I'll go for the flippant. My best man 
he had two pound on Norwich to win three one at thirty three to one. Wow! And his only connection to Norwich is through me. He's from the Midlands. He's got no connection, so I want half of that money. <laughs> if you're listening, does. <laughs> I'm sure he'll oblige. And he does listen, so that's good news. Um, Kevin Muscat, villain of the week. Uh, well, shall I go? I mean, I've mentioned the PA system uh, because, you know, there was this curious moment in the first half where Emmy Buendia was doing what Emmy Buendia does and he was going to score a worldie and then he ended up in the box and then suddenly white noise um, appeared in the ether um, right until the point after which... Uh, you really like I thought it was my TV. Ah. So I could hear it. I thought, oh, this is just... And then it stopped. I didn't realise it was actually in the stadium. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, it's loud. I was going say, I watched it again and you could hear it. It yeah. sort of... It took out all that. And the fact was, the interesting thing, it was on for about 10 seconds and it went off uh, as soon as Casilla had thrown the ball out. So basically, Leeds were on the counter and this noise stopped. Um, you could tell that actually the crowd initially were like, oh, what's going on? And then the crowd actually had shut up by the end of it because it's a really distracting noise. I would imagine it's used in torture techniques and all sorts in terms of, you know, whichever. I'm sure there's pr- stuff proven. There's um, the headline. <laughs> Leeds tortured when near. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it worked because they then got to break free. Now, um, you know, uh, I, it's... In this climate of Spygate, it was it was quite hilarious, and you know it, it made me laugh. And I thought, yeah, it was probably quite a naughty tweet, but I thought I'd bring it up. And obviously, it went down really well at the Leeds end because they got done, were smashed out of sight on the pitch, and then also had this going on. So bless them, I'm sure they'll all survive. Uh, I imagine it wasn't deliberate. I imagine that, but maybe you know, get your PA fixed. And the good thing is now, because the Dan James um, transfer fell through, they've got to spend a million quid. They'll be able to, you know, do that up pretty quickly, won't they? I reckon. Um, so there you go. That's my uh, villain of the week, or you know, maybe a hero. Who knows? I mean, obviously it'll distract the Leeds defenders too. So you know, God, dear. But any, got any, any, well, anyone others? Any, well, any others? Outside oh. Norwich, Tyrone Mings. Yes. That's all I need to say. Everyone, oh. Everyone's seen it. He's got to be offered into it as a villain, hasn't he? I think, uh, you know, I was just reading some stuff on Sky with Dermot Gallagher, the former Premiership ref and Premier League ref, sorry. And, um, not sort of yeah, slipped, Six Nations, isn't it? Slipped back about 10 years there, didn't I? Um, and he was saying that the only person who knows is Tyrone Mings, whether he meant to do that. But I've watched it a few times and maybe I'm just being generous to hit the, the human spirit. But if he did that, then um, he is a nasty piece of work because you know sticking your studs in someone's face and the, the injuries are horrible I mean it's horrible incident to watch I really do hope it was an accident and, and watching the guy's body language in the aftermath he certainly does look quite shocked and contrite but the, the way he it's not a natural leg movement whether he sort of trips into it and it that's why it looks like that I don't know but if even for a split second he thought I'm going to stick my foot out here and try and catch him a little bit I'm sure he didn't mean to do the damage that he has done anyway I mean Nelson's had to have surgery, hasn't he? And, you know, head onto the website and you see even his wife has gone off on one on, on Instagram. She's fuming about it. So it's uh, at a horrible incident. It really is. Um, I, I sort of, you know, and I'm not Nelson's biggest fan, but um, I certainly wouldn't want to see that happening to anyone on a football pitch. It's uh, really grim. Yeah, we of course wish Nelson a, a speedy recovery. I mean, hopefully he won't be too long out. His face is looking a little bit smarter now. He's got a nice couple of, a nice collection of stitches in there and a and a bandage on his nose so that's the, the key thing that Nelson gets back playing and, and everything's okay and of course the, the FA are going to deal with it as, as they see fit uh, any other nominations Paddy got one um, not really I mean I'll add to your theme actually it's just come to my mind about um, 
the person in the Leeds media team who's who switched where the managers do their post-match presser. It, every time I've been, every time I've been there, it's in without uh, having to go into convoluted tail but it's basically where we pitch up prior to the game so it's pretty straightforward you just come back to sender not this time it, it was basically out the stadium five minutes round the back of the stadium as a result I didn't know where I was going and missed Bielsa's presser or rather it started and they wouldn't let me in so I stood outside while Bielsa was going through his interpreter so I wasn't overly impressed with that we won't even go into why I didn't record Farker but all in all not uh, not an ideal scenario so if we don't have to go to Ellen Road again next season, happy days. I've got I'm guessing the teams don't normally walk and uh, enter the grounds the way the Norwich team uh, did, do they? Uh, Any reason no. for that? No. Well, it would have been the, the secu- it'd have been the security. Yeah. It would have been to take them away from going have to, having to go through the home fans. They'd put up a few extra sort of barriers to keep the fans apart oh. um, when the home fans were because they didn't want any of the welcome stuff, did they? So uh, whoever the 10-year-old was who suggested it on Twitter, it's probably his fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the schooligan, as I heard, as I heard someone brilliantly um, sum it up on Twitter. Um, and we, we were actually in the press room, weren't we, um, having a pre-match pie, or some of us were, and um, we started hearing a bit of noise and stuff from outside and everyone was like, oh, what's going on, what's going on? And that was just a Leeds bus turning up. So maybe it was sensible. There were plenty of Leeds fans hanging around there waiting to welcome Norwich if uh, if needs be. Whether it would have gotten nasty or not, I don't know. But we could hear it from, I don't know, whatever we would, the equivalent of sort of four sto- stories up or something. So... Um, yeah, probably sensible. And Jordan Brown seemed to enjoy himself anyway yeah. on that video. Yeah, he always does. He always does. He'll be a man who's looking forward to Sunday, by the way. Um, and of course, those fans uh, were busy shouting "grass, grass," which is actually factually in- incorrect yeah. because the EFL already knew about it, and Marcelo Bielsa did an hour-long presentation telling everyone he'd done it. I think you'll find they were saying "grass." Uh, <laughs> sure they were. But of course, on the flip side of that, the Leeds fans helpfully did tweet the EFL repeatedly over the weekend to let them know about Tim Krull's um, misdemeanour at full time, which I should we probably should go into villain of the of the week. Mr. Krull was was quite lively. He does he does like staring things, doesn't he? Um, again, we're not sure what the fallout of that is going to be, and it, it might um, post uh, date this bit of the podcast quite quickly. But um, what would you expect, Paddy? Oh, that's probably an awkward question given that it's, it's being looked at. But was it sort of neither here nor there? I mean, it was a funny old, funny old situation. Neither here nor there. Uh, nothing on a par with Pookie getting smacked in the box in the first half. So if they want to look at that, that's fine. But nah, nothing in that whatsoever. I, I barely watched it back. But I mean, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't a, a Glasgow kiss, was it? I think they basically brushed and then Zimmerman got in the middle. So nah, I don't see anything happening from that. No, I can't either. To be honest, um, it was all just a bit of handbags. Which is how we all love it, obviously. Uh, Simeon Jackson moment of the weekend. Um, well, I'll go first uh, because it didn't really get much um, traction, maybe at the time. But I know you mentioned it, Dave. Um, probably after Norwich went three 0 up, I think it was Max Aaron's block because mm. that was a, a, a. It just felt like a really crucial part of the game where if Leeds had got a goal back, obviously they're coming back from behind record is better than Norwich's and only by a couple of points. But we we know they're perfectly capable of scoring late goals too. Um, to do that and then I think it was literally from that from about 30 seconds onwards Norwich did such a brilliant job of moving the ball forward that before actually Tamey Pookie robbed the ball back off um, Barry Douglas but um, yeah Max Aaron's eh? 
Yeah, that was a cr- crucial interception, and there was one not long before that as well, wasn't there, where he blocked a Bamford shot behind. So, fair play to Max. He um, sort of stuck to his task. Um, the moment that I, I sort of enjoyed was was Pookie's goal, really, with uh, that, yeah. yeah, when Vrancic had his shot and it deflected, and the whole ground just Silence. went weirdly yeah. silent. And we, it was like, is it a goal? And it, it must be a goal. It, it, he was onside, you know, it came off their player, but it took them a while to, to realise. And even the Norwich fans down to our right, the celebration wasn't instant, was it? They're, but eventually they were like, oh my word, we're 2-0 up, here we go. And then they then they went for it. Um, and another little one that's just popped into my mind, actually, um, right near the end, one of Norwich's kit men, who I won't name, but because he probably shouldn't have been doing it, uh, it was in the aftermath of the third goal. I looked down and saw the Norwich fans celebrating, and he was running down the touchline to go down the tunnel, and he was giving it large, major fist pumps before he went down the uh, down the tunnel. So, uh, yeah, plenty of moments. Ah. Yeah, I was going to say Pookie, mate. Yeah, that second—it was like basically you were Europa League away tie in uh, Vladivostok or somewhere, <laughs> and you were the only supporters there. <laughs> so it was just bizarre, bizarre. The Sky commentary is brilliant because I can't remember who it was, who, what his name is now, but uh, who was ever was with uh, Don Goodman. Was, he was literally, uh, oh, bookies rolled it in the net, and um, and he was, there was just this silence of him like, oh, is that counting? And he knows it's a big moment, but he's just missed it because he just assumed it's not going to be not going to count. I mean, it took us a while to watch on TV as well, but it was the way that the Leeds <laughs> defenders just sort of put their hands up and Miju went down, and they stopped, and it's like, oh, out of shot, the lion has put his flag up. Yeah. It's like, oh no, he hasn't. <laughs> Mm. I, I, it's and I mean Forshaw is ridiculous because he just drops so deep doesn't he plays everyone on side but you know what a moment eh what a moment indeed did you have one? nothing to add I guess Ipswich losing the last minute always fun isn't it We will do our On the Sidelines in the Pinken podcast extra time. Uh, likewise, we'll leave mailbag for this week, if you don't mind, because it's a good weekend and we've got a big one coming up too, which takes us right on to the week ahead. I've just got two words written in capital letters, Pad. Derby Day. How much are we looking forward to this one then? Because we've got so many subplots. Some of us didn't even think Paul Lambert would make it to this point, but he is. He is going to be in charge. It's on, Pad. It's on. It certainly is, my friend. He's... Um... Yeah, he's. This is his season. This is his decade. This game, I think, because he's not going to stop them not going into League One. So, yeah, now whether he can cause what I think would be a quite a seismic upset. If you look at the respective groups of players, their league status, who knows? Um, but it won't be dull. Yeah, and it'll be. It'll be as spicy as Ellen Road. I think. I think the home fans are firm. Well, Pete will be able to speak better than me on this, but I don't think it'll get a very favourable reaction. He'll probably like that. That'll probably play into his siege mentality, which you can guarantee. Right now, he's drilling into his players. They don't rate you. They think you're useless. This, that, the other. They'll be using any motivational tools he can find because that's what he used to do when he was here so successfully. Us against the world, boys. Now, if Norwich, as in Farker and his players, don't get embroiled in all that, then there should only be one outcome, as DF said earlier. But, uh, yeah, you cannot rule out maybe there's a little bit of old magic left, but I can't see it. There are one or two Norwich City fans, Pete, who are saying it would just be typical if we go and win at Leeds and then lose our home to Ipswich. I don't know if it'd be typical. <laughs> Not this season, anyway. Um but yeah, I can see where they're coming from. It's um, 
I guess previous derbies, there's not been a great deal to lose going into it, but us being top and then being bottom, it's I'm a bit more nervous than I normally am. <laughs> um, but like Paddy says, it's he's not going to get a great welcome. Um, I'm not particularly fussed, but you know it's going to happen because. Well, I remember what he's like when he's down here. He loves it being all about him, even if he denies it. And this is all he's got to look forward to. And this I would mean, be the one thing for him, to beat us. That would be kind of a thing, wouldn't it, to just... Ign- I, I know yeah, that's probably gonna, impossible to yeah. do it, but... Well, I mean, every time he's been down here before, it's, he's usually got a bit of stick. Um, and it will happen. I mean, it's been happening in every game since he took over Ipswich, so it's going to be cranked up for the derby. Um, it's nothing to do with the fact of what he's done here. I just think we should be concentrating on us and the team and because it will he'll love it and it's going to happen so so think, with it. I guess as soon as the game kicks off it will all be about that won't it it won't be about Paul Lambert when the game kicks off really will it hopefully not no you know it'll be good Dave we should send you down to the um, Ipswich Town pre-match press conference ha huh. uh, yeah I went to Mick McCarthy's didn't I uh, a couple of years ago before the all more than that now <laughs> before the pre- before the playoff games um, yeah that... wheel out your impression now <laughs> well <laughs> my, my Yorkshire <laughs> it's not very good I, I went and scouted their game against Leeds he drew 0-0 asked a, asked a question uh, trying to get him to talk about Norwich early and he said um, well we'll have a press conference about that later in the week young man and we'll talk about that then took a uh, big sip big sip of his tea and off he went uh, with a smirk on his face but then to be fair at the press before the game he did answer a few questions um, and was quite quite friendly actually and gave me a few decent lines um, but Mr Lamb what you're saying is what you're saying is that Mick was friendly late in the press conference he wasn't too bad he wasn't too bad he quite enjoyed it he, 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 because he knew who I was and I, I again sort of said you know held my hands up a little bit and said you know I'm from north of the border and he, he, he found it quite funny so um, I don't think Mr Lambert would uh, be quite so uh, welcoming but I think the, it, the edge is taken out of Lambert a little bit by the fact that he's been back here a few times already you know that Villa game that obviously was one he, well he was actually welcomed back quite Quite warmly that day, wasn't he? But then he chucked it in everyone's faces after the, um, the what was it, the four-one League Cup quarter-final uh, win for Villa when Ben Teke just monstered Norwich. Um, yeah, he. There's not going to be a lot of love for him, but I don't think it will be that much of a distraction. It's not going to be like that Andy Marshall one. I was at that game when I was younger, and I was in the Barclay, and everybody was just dead set on abusing Marshall, and it was a horrible atmosphere. And they were like, oh. We're 2-0 down. Whoops. Um, better concentrate on the football. I don't feel it'll be like that. And I don't feel like there'll be any distractions for this Norwich team either because they know they're punching above their weight. They've said it openly throughout the season. They know even going to Leeds, they've upset the apple cart there. I I can't see Norwich taking their foot off the pedal at all. And I don't see them underestimating Ipswich, Preston, Bolton. I think they know full well that if they do that for a second, they're going to get a hiding from someone because of the style that they play if they're not fully committed to it then things could easily fall apart but conversely because they've done so well and performed above expectations if you can get through this next three games which frankly they could win all three and should win all three but you know they probably won't say say it's seven points six points something like that they're in such a good position at that point that if the pressure starts to ease on Norwich and they've just become favourites for promotion, you could start to see this team sort of showboat a little bit because they've got the ability to be one of, if not the best team in the league. So if that pressure starts to release on them, then you could almost sort of, it's like the, you know, letting go of the brakes as you go downhill on a bike. 
<laughs> I remember 2003-4 very well and um, although I missed the end of that season long story I'm not going to go into it but um, so that was of course the last time Norwich City won the championship and I look, I would, you obviously I've been looking at the chronological way they accumulated the points that season and comparing it to what, what they've been doing this year because it's been interesting how the, the sort of points have, have, uh, have continued and ebbed and flowed and what have you and you could see just the second half of the season they just picked up win after win they were unstoppable but it wasn't just that they were unstoppable it was the momentum and it was that everyone looked at them going you, you know you you you're that side we can't deal with you and, and it came with everything else around what they were playing it wasn't just a set of W's it was everything around it and I guess that's kind of what Dave's suggesting there isn't it Pete that if if Norwich um, if that result it could be so important if they do allow the shackles to come off and just have that unerring belief in what they're doing and the quality to do it then they do have that ability to just take it by the scruff of the neck because that is one thing that hasn't happened in the championship no one has done that this season yet no I mean Wolves this time last season were were, were gone weren't they they were pretty much in the Premier League Um, but yeah it's you notice it in previous seasons even when we've been poor I remember um, was it Mike Walker's team that ended up winning five or six nil a couple of games when I mean I wouldn't say that playing without fear because there isn't fear in that side it's just playing without freedom but is it now going to be a stage of now we are top our teams even at home when we go away are going to set up just to to sort of to block us and put a defensive sort of side out it's then how to Norwich deal with that um, I mean sort of mentality no one sort of really said a great deal about us but now we are sort of top of the tree it's something oh here champions oh the title, the tabletop has come into our stadium. Are we, how are we going to deal with it? I mean, we're never going to see that at home, but we'll probably start seeing that away as well. But in terms of its switch, shouldn't be anything to fear there. When you look at their players, what are they going to do against Hernandez and Buendia? I'd be disappointed if Luke Chambers does miss out for injury, to yeah. be honest. Honestly, what? Fist pump when they score a consolation goal being 4-0 down. What's he ever done against Norwich? He's he, he's he's been on the losing team for what is it, eight, nine games now? Oh well no, sorry, not on the losing team, but he's not been on the winning team. Cole Skews, great I hope he's on the pitch. He's awful. You know, they they the only thing they can do is come and part the bus. Love it. Tony's going to have lots of fun clipping these bits out. Um uh, right, well that's all grand stuff. Um Paddy, you're actually looking forward to the derby? Are you looking forward to it as a game? Because as a spectacle, it's sometimes a bit fraught, isn't it? But they, they, they can be hell of an occasion. And, and in this situation, you know, it's dream scenario really for Norwich, isn't it? Going into it, regardless of how it pans out. Yeah, I'm all looking forward, to be honest. Maybe because I'm obviously not from this parish. Um, no, for me, the Leeds game is the one. This is... This is fairly incidental in the bigger picture. I think um, beating Leeds was the one. Um, because that's a direct rival and the manner they did it as well I think this is uh, this is a bit of an unwanted distraction I mean in terms of playing playing ability there shouldn't be any other outcome other than a Norwich win and that's probably why certainly from the Norwich camp you won't get anything that inflates it into Paul Lambert's reunion rah-rah uh, the Ipswich town they'll be playing it down big style um, because they know that that's really, from what I can see, the only way Ipswich have to stand a chance if it becomes an arm wrestle, if it becomes about Lambert. If it becomes about a football match, then there's only one outcome. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm particularly, I'm certainly not nervous to, <laughs> like Pete is, but uh, <laughs> but it's just, 
yeah, it's, you w- I mean, you wouldn't want it to go the other way because then it would take a bit of the air out of the Leeds and the West Brom results and the Sheffield United results. I'd, that would be my, for me, it's more about what t- this Sunday could do in terms of the bigger picture, which should be kept in mind at all points, which is promotion to the Premier League. That's what it's about, not 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 whether Ipswich can win their first game in this fixture since April 2009. Who cares? What we want in this part of the world is next season, two leagues between these two clubs. Bang on Paddy, top man, brilliant stuff. Okay, uh, that wraps it up, I think, rather nicely, doesn't it? We're all happy. Um, Pink and Show is on Wednesday. Loads of stuff in the pipeline, of course, between now and kickoff on Sunday. It's Sunday, it's 12 o'clock. Might be the last time it happens. You know, might change the derby uh, kickoffs in future. Who knows? But that's what it'll be for now. Um, so, loads of course, pinkin.com is the place to check in. Dave, any other business? No, I don't think so. There it is. Uh, we are done then in that case. Thanks all for listening. We always appreciate it. It's goodbye to Pete. Pete, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Pad. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. We will be back with you each Monday and every Monday, so make sure you get in touch and uh, get involved with us. Uh, This is your podcast as much as it is ours, of course. There may even be a bonus pod this week. We're not sure. It is Derby Week. Um, Obviously, we've got Kings of Anglia a lot up the road. Uh, Probably worth asking if they're going to keep the the name, do you think, if they go down, Dave? Or or why they chose it in the first place? Oh, Dave! I want to try and keep this in. You can't say that. Norwich win on Sunday means we've won more times than they have. Okay, well, um, yeah, let's move on quickly. Um, we'll answer the uh, quiz question, not not that question. I've just asked the quiz question. A hundred years ago, Pete. Oh, I've actually got a beep. I've got to put in a beep. Anyway, um, we'll answer uh, the quiz question Pete set earlier. It's all banter. It's all banter, lads. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, uh, that's of course over in the Pink and Norwich City podcast Extra Time, uh, which you can watch on the Pink and app, so uh, go sort yourselves out with that. Until next time, here's to one more Derby Day special for Norwich to take into the rest of this incredible campaign. One that still has so much yet to run. Goodbye. <laughs>